going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How we doing on a Tuesday? Today is May 3rd, 2022. What's going on out there? How we doing? On today's show, we're going to have a couple updates in the world of sports betting news. Uh, obviously, Tuesdays are Concept Tuesday, so uh, and obviously, you know, Tuesdays are a little bit more intermediate beginners. So we're going to take an approach of handicapping players. I think a lot of us know how to handicap teams, how to handicap road trips, injuries, things like that, right? The basics. But you have to be able to handicap at an individual level if you really want to be a successful sports better. So today we'll talk about an element, a new element in the world of uh, handicapping players. Also going to talk about uh, sports betting data being sold to uh, bookies from college football. Uh, college football, NIL rules, right? Uh NIL, uh, name, image, likeness rules where college players can now be paid. Uh, With that, obviously, comes new rules, new things that didn't exist before with uh, sharing salaries and sharing income with the players. Other leagues have to pay players when they sell data to uh, bookies, and and I'm not sure if college is going to have to. So we'll talk about that as well. I want to thank Thrive Fantasy for being the best player prop website out there. Thrive Fantasy allows everyone to play DFS-style games, right? daily fantasy sports games, and you build a lineup with player props. It's so much fun. You can start making a lot more money betting the same player props you do now. So... If you're a better and you like derivatives, player props, sign up with Thrive Fantasy or download the app. Again, that's Thrive Fantasy and uh, use promo code SBD when you're signing up. That's going to get you a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. So, hey, you put in 100, all of a sudden you've got 200 in your account. It's very worth it. Online, thrivefantasy.com, promo code SBD. All right, so let's get to it. Some sports betting news. I'm going to actually stay close to home. I am from Denver for this first story. I uh, saw this on purplerow.com. Purple Row is the... Uh, SB Nation website for the Colorado Rockies. And uh, the Colorado Rockies center fielder, Charlie Blackman, is the first active Major League Baseball player to uh, partner with a sports book. So Charlie Blackman, I think this happened about uh, two weeks ago, he partnered with Maxim Bet. Maxim Bet is based in Colorado, so it makes sense for him to partner with a Colorado-based company. But uh, he's the first one, the first MLB player to partner with an actual sports book. And it's funny because we'll talk about what this means for handicapping, but I just thought it was kind of funny that they have already kind of brainwashed Charlie Blackman into into his lines, right? What he's supposed to tell everyone. He's like, no, 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 no. This is a quote from from Charlie Blackman. It's extremely regulated. And actually this article says, quote, it's extremely regulated, assured Blackman. (laughs) Don't worry, don't worry. And it goes on, quote, I'm promoting the Maxim Bet brand. I'm not actively telling people to go place bets. Okay, Charlie, whatever you tell, whatever makes you, helps you sleep at night, right? It's like, look, if I'm a spokesperson for McDonald's, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense saying, hey, I'm not telling them to eat a Big Mac. I'm just saying, go to McDonald's. It's like, well, what are they supposed to do once they get to McDonald's, right? And no, 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 don't eat McDonald's. I'm just talking about it. It's like, okay, I don't want anyone to bet here, but I'm just talking about Max and Bet. Go check out the website, but don't place any bets. Come on now, Chuck. You know what you're doing here. But uh, either way. This is going to start happening more and more and more. The the money is out there. It's now about getting players to jump on, which is going to be the easy part. So when we handicap, we've got to now think about how this impacts players. Well, you may say this doesn't impact players. This impacts us. Players are going to play the same game. 
that's actually not the case. And we're finding that to be true in or with social media. Now, this same article that I re referenced on purplerow.com goes on to talk about the reality of a player living in a social media world where sports betting exists. And uh, Kyle Freeland, one of the pitchers for the Rockies, says, quote, yeah, I'd say the tone has changed. The amount of people that are now betting, I feel like whenever we don't accomplish what they want us to accomplish, it's not nice stuff on social media. They're firing off on us and probably like a $10 bet. And it goes off, uh, or this article goes on to quote Austin Gomber, uh, quote, I don't think most people reach out to you when you win a bet for them. They only reach out when you lose the bet for them. So I would assume the most negative stuff is probably tied into the gambling of some fashion. Well, look, let me say this at least. I'm glad it's happening to other people but me. Right? I don't want this to seem like sour grapes or anything like that. We had a 7-1 public weekend over uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but it's hysterical. That's exactly how my listeners are. That's just how people are, right? If they win something, if you give them a winner, it's crickets. They don't care. It's, it's just their life goes on. It's all good. But when they lose a bet, they lose their own money betting on your opinion. Well, now you don't hear the end of it. So this is how we have to focus on this. Okay. This is what matters the most that if people can now start influencing how individuals feel after a good or bad performance, more notably bad performance, does that impact the player's performance in the future? Now, we don't have a lot of data on this. This is so new because betting is so new, but it's worth noting. If you're going to handicap sports, and I know this seems like a lot of work, well, guess what? To beat the market in the long term is a lot of work. It's not easy to, beat, to win betting sports, but it's imperative that all of us out there understand that this is a new thing with with players now i don't think we're going to get more fixing of games or things like that because the regulation is putting its clamps on that and just you know quick tangent i'm not going to spend too much time on this but it's very easy to identify when there are games being fixed when everything's regulated when everything was black market behind the scenes it's tough to see when there's a tell for a fixed game but let's say there's a fixed you know game what you're going to get if there's a, let's say it's a college baseball fixed game and it's like, you know, Arizona State and Utah, well, what you're going to see in any fixed scenario is a lot more money being bet at the good numbers. So if a, if a college baseball game gets on average, let's say $10,000 across the market and there's one game getting $100,000, well, that's a red flag. And yes, that's a sign games are being fixed. People get greedy, people share the information, it leaks. That's how a lot of money comes in. So, I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case, but I would pay more attention to players on a game-by-game, week-by-week basis. If they have a bad game, do they follow that up with another bad game or a good game? Do players start talking more about this? Are, are some players more sensitive than others? I don't have a lot of the answers yet because, again, it's so new, but it is something that we need to keep it our, uh, on the forefront of our minds in terms of handicapping these sports. All right, other uh, information in the world of sports betting. Go to college football. Uh, the NCAA, it's it's amazing to me how much change has taken place last couple of years within the NCAA. Now, I've always said this. I'm on a different podcast, part of the Woo's Media podcast family. That's W-O-O-Z-E Media. Check them out online. Uh, I'm on another podcast with Woo's Media called College Football Tailgate. And it's a great college football show on during college football season. I recommend checking it out. But uh, I've been saying for years that college football has a problem. And the problem is... It, Obviously, there's a lot of institutional problems, right? And there's a lot of things that need to be fixed at a core fundamental level. But the real overwhelming sweeping issue is that college athletics up until like the early 2000s weren't really big business, 
right? This all started to change in the mid to late 90s. You re- you rewind to the 70s and 80s, and playing athletics in college was just like playing sports in, in high school. You go, you go to college, and, and you may play football or baseball or whatever on the side. Well, when TV contracts got signed, and this became a multi-billion dollar industry, those at the top, the commissioners of the, le- of the conferences, those running college football and college athletics as a whole, saw all these millions, if not billions of dollars pour in, and they're like, ooh, money, 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 money. And they didn't share any with the with the players. I mean, the the business model that the NCAA has has stood on for you know forty years would be illegal in pretty much every other industry. And this has finally been recognized and overturned, but it took forever. So now, as a residual effect, what we're seeing is they don't know how to run the sport because they haven't treated it like a sport. They treated it like a like an amateur uh, event. Well, we'll do this. Who cares who wins? It's about the academics, the experience. It's like, no, this is a big business now. So just recently, I think last year, NIL, name, image, likeness was introduced where players could finally get paid. Yet, you know, the employees could actually get paid, the ones bringing the money in. And so now with the emergence of sports books, the emergence of college being more and more on the side of sports betting, the natural question arose in this offseason. Well, what happens when they ask us to sell them their data? What happens when BetMGM and DraftKings and all these sports books say, hey, we want to buy data from you? Can we sell it to them? And so it was actually the MAC, the uh, Mid American Conference, that requested a rules interpretation. And the NCAA wrote back to the MAC and said, yep, we are greenlighting all sales of data to sports wagering businesses which is great. That's the way it should be. That's a, that's a positive. However, there's a new element being un- unraveled, which is, well, do the players make anything off this? Because in other sports, in every other professional sport, players get a percentage of that money. It's written into the CBA, and it's just part of the sport, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, hockey, soccer, whatever. It's a, if it's a pro sport, players get a cut of whatever the leagues are paying or whatever the sports books are paying to obtain their data. Well, naturally, it, it seems obvious that that this should happen too in the NCAA. Players should get a cut. But as we know, these rich white millionaires who run everything are so reluctant to give up even 1% of their earnings, they're going to fight this tooth and nail. So I thought that was great. I don't, you know, th- this is a, a new story this week. There's going to be some uh, developments in the next week or two. I will bring you guys up to date as I find stuff. But look, we are in a very ever-changing world with, with the emergence of legalized sports betting. There's going to be a ton of stuff, again, residual stuff based on, based on this. And that's kind of what today's entire show is about, right? Players now being subjected to brand new things they've never seen before because of sports betting. Uh, leagues like the NCAA being exposed to things they've, ne- they've never seen before because of sports betting. So the world is changing. And it's on us to stay on top of the changes if we're going to allow ourselves to keep beating the market. So that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily. Sports Betting Daily.